Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. I want to welcome our online visitors and those of you that are listening on the podcast. It's, it's great to have you with us. And let's just welcome the Holy Spirit. Father, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And we're going to pause in this moment that we're in, Father. And we're going to, we're going to reflect on what Scripture says. I thank you, Lord, that we wouldn't just learn about your word, but, Father, that we would encounter you and then become doers and put this to action. Because that's what really matters. And so, Father, we ask that you would convict us and provoke us this morning to righteousness and holiness in living in a moment of of revelation that we've not maybe experienced before because you're that good. You keep giving that to us when we press in. It says in Matthew, when we knock on the door, you answer. And Lord, we're knocking this morning, asking you to speak to us about living in the moment. And Lord, I thank you that this message would bring peace that it would eliminate fear, that it would bring joy. And Father, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And so right now, we just take a minute and we just take a deep breath and say, you're good. Just take a deep breath in and out. Father, you're good. You're good. Just say that out loud. Lord, you're good. We thank you for speaking to us in Jesus' name. It's important that we live in the moment that we're in. It's important for you it's important for your family. It's important for your coworkers. It's important in general to understand that there's an anointing for this very second that we're in. As I'm watching a countdown clock on the confidence monitor in the back, we will never live this moment ever again. And we've got to seize moments. It is scriptural. And I want to turn, if you've got your Bibles, to Psalms 121 verses 1 to 8. You will, you will struggle with living in the moment if you don't have this chapter in Psalms as the foundation of your life. This is really, uh, I, I encourage you, Psalms 121, I'm going to read the whole chapter. It's, it's just eight verses. It's not that long. I want to encourage you to go home and read this over your life. Declare this over your life. Let's, let's look at this together. I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. I look to the mountains. Does my help come from there? No, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. How many of you are grateful for that? But the one who watches over you will not slumber. Lord doesn't take coffee breaks. He's not not at Starbucks chilling out, ignoring you. He's paying attention. Indeed, he who watches over Israel, by the way, that's his people. Making reference, Israel, we are his people. He watches over you and never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. I love that. Picture him hovering you and protecting you. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord keeps you from all, everybody say all, harm and watches over your life. Man, I want to pause right there. Verse 7 is so key. In a generation that's living in fear because of Chinese balloons that are flying across the nation, which I believe was simply a fear tactic. I really do. 
because we could pretty much see anything we need to see from satellite. We don't need a balloon. That is, I believe, a, it's, it's all psychological right now, the games that are being played. The enemy's using anything he can to invoke fear. And scripture is very clear that as we get closer to the end times, that men's hearts are going to fail them. By the way, that's gender neutral. Men and women's hearts will fail them because of fear. But verse nine says, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. So why are we freaking out? The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. This is not a momentary thing. This is a guarantee forever. Now, it's very key about living in the moment to understand this because many times, and we're going to go there, why we don't live in the moment is because of fear of the past that things are going to repeat in the future. Trauma that's maybe not broken off of us. We got to break off a spirit of trauma. By the way, that's a spirit. And it's important that you address that. Listen, we're all going to go through stuff. We're all going to go through crap, for lack of a better word. We're all going to go through the wine press, tough times that are going to test our character. Listen, when, you, when you're sitting in the hospital, this is just a story I'm going to share with you, and your wife's getting her blood pressure taken, and there's a social worker that walks in and, and is asking you questions about how you're caring for your baby, and, and your heart rate is going up, you've got to test a character right there. Because I'll tell you right now, I felt the wine press in that moment that I was in. And my character, all of it, I learn, you learn things about yourself when you go through stuff. Some of it's good, a lot of it's not good. And, and I say this a lot, and I, I want to continue to say it, that when you pick up on those things, repentance is not there to invoke shame, it's there to invoke deliverance. It's there for the purpose of deliverance. Lord, I repent, and he forgives and forgets. So you need to forgive yourself and forget and move on. It happens like that. But we are instructed by Jesus to take today, today, and not focus on tomorrow. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 to 34. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So I want to encourage you. If you need, if you have a need, let's get righteous. Let's focus on living righteous, which by the way, we're going to learn that living in the moment is living righteous because it's scripture says it. So if I, if I ignore that, I'm not living righteous. So don't worry about tomorrow. It follows up with, this is the red letter words of Jesus right here. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough worries on its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Now the Israelites, if you remember when they were freed from Egypt and they were in the wilderness, that was because of complaining, and, and, and they, they had to learn how to seize the moment and trust God in that moment. There was manna, there was food that was delivered. Manna was their food, another word for their food, and they were not to store up tomorrow's manna. They got enough for that day. I want to say this to the person that's financially frustrated. God is going to meet you, and he's going to give you enough for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Because if you're worrying about tomorrow, you're not living in the moment. If you're worrying about provision for tomorrow, you're not living in the moment. Just be faithful with today. Like, let's say there's a pastor that receives an offering. Just be faithful today. That was awesome right there. Like, I totally set that up for myself. Congratulations, Adam. That was great. Couldn't have planned that better. 
We've got to live in the moment and understand that tomorrow's got enough worries of its own. We can't live in the past and we can't live in the future. Your mindset can't be based on moments or things in the past or the future either. Living in the past leads to regret. It leads to shame. It can even lead to pride. I've seen this in my life where I've focused on things in the past and I'm like, ooh, you did good there. And that could be pride. Also living in the future can be pride. If you're striving and trying to do things in your own strength, you're basically telling God, I'm better than you. I can do this better. That's an ouch for me because I'm an achiever. And if you have a little bit of achiever in you, that's going to be a struggle bus for you. Understanding that the recognition of I can't is the beginning of recognizing, I'm, but I'm going to allow him because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. How many of you agree with that? If you don't agree with that, that's okay. You will at the end of the message, I hope. The Bible says this about living with a mindset that's stuck on the past in Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. It says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. Don't ruminate on things that happens to you. Again, that's why we have a generation that's got a victim mindset because we ruminate on what's been done to us, okay? And then we have unforgiveness when scripture is very clear that me forgiving is the beginning of me being forgiven, uh, this is scripture. I can't skip over it. Verse 19. See, I'm doing a new thing. And this is a prophetic word for you straight from the Bible. You don't have to test this. Words that are given to you by people you have to test. When scripture says it, it's awesome because you don't have to test it. We just know it's truth. The infallible word of God. It says this. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Like, and that's a question mark. I almost sense sarcasm there. Like, I'm doing something. Do do you not sense that I've got you covered there? Check this out. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So for those of you that feel like you're on the struggle bus in the wilderness, like, God, where are you? You need to understand Before Jesus went to the cross, that Saturday moment when it was silent, there was amazing things being done behind the scenes that couldn't be seen that led to the resurrection. Major moment change for every one of us. Thank the Lord for that. The work at the cross, there was the death, there was the burial, and then there was the resurrection. And I feel like many of us are in the burial moment right now. When we don't see it, we're freaking out. And we're trying to skip through a moment where God is developing character. It's the Saturday moment where you find out what you're made of. I'm in that moment right now where I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this. And God's saying, I'm giving you enough for today. Learn to chill. It'll, it'll be good if you would just live in the moment. And ask me what I'm trying to do in you right now. Because God is developing character. Can I tell you, as a church, this is a character developing moment for every one of us. Just want to give you a prophetic word. You go, well, I don't like it. Uh, okay. That's okay, though. I mean, I don't like being corrected, but the Lord corrects me on a regular basis. And I've learned to actually like it because it's out of his grace and his mercy. I don't like when seasons end. I don't like when I move places and then the Lord moves me again. But the Lord has always had his foot on the small of my back because I'm just a little bit stubborn. And the Lord is teaching me that delayed obedience is disobedience. When God says it, that settles it, just do it. 
and live in the moment of what he tells you to do. You go, I'm uncomfortable. I believe that God uses uncomfortable. No, I know that God uses uncomfortable moments to get us to where he wants. Remember, we make our plans and then God comes and brings the ordination to our steps. So I might think it's going to look like this and God does this. It's a totally different direction than what I thought. But he gets you where he wants you. And by the way, you can't jack that up. You can't jack that up. Paul said this about living in the past in Philippians 3, verses 13 to 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. This is a word for a lot of us. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ or in Christ Jesus. It's time for some of us to forget the things that are holding us back from our calling in the moment where we can live understanding this is a good moment. This is a good moment. We've got to let go. Look at the person next to you and say, let go. You got to let go. Look at the person who is your second choice and say, no, you got to let go. The Bible says this again, the red letter words of Jesus about living in the future. I feel like sometimes we struggle more with not living in the future than we do living in the past. Sometimes the past jacks us up, but sometimes again, for achievers, this is like, ah, Jesus said this though. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. And I love where it goes here. What, what, will you, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what will you wear? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? In other words, you're worried about provision. Isn't life more than just money? Isn't it just more than just stuff? Isn't life, you know, we could be so worried about our paycheck that we're missing life. We're missing out on enjoying life. When you're lacking, if you're not enjoying life, it's important that you stop and go, I feel like I'm lacking, but God's got this covered. I'm going to trust the Lord and I'm going to enjoy the moment. By the way, your family wants you to do that. Your family needs you to do that. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in the barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Like a bird's not worried about where their food's coming from. That's a bird. And you've got dominion over that animal. Why would you worry? That's what that's saying there. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Think about that. Again, I hear sarcasm in this. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm a New Yorker. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? No. That was the Lord. <laughs> why do we spend so much time worrying? Why do we spend so much time freaking out? And why do we know that, yet we still worry and freak out? Because when we're not in the spirit, we can get in the flesh, and when we get in the flesh, we get into fear. Let me keep reading. Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Boy, tell that to Liz right now. <laughs> Verse 29. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. What that's saying is Solomon had so much wealth. He had, he had more than he knew what to do with. He had money. He could have given it to all of us. How many of you want to know Solomon? Verse 30. Is that how God clothes the grass of the field, 
which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire? Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Man, it's, 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 it's hitting on my faith now. What is faith? It's believing in things that are not seen. We often say that the opposite of faith is fear, but the opposite of faith is sight, right? Because if you saw it, you wouldn't need faith. So you don't see it. You're, oh, you have little faith. You don't see it, but trust the Lord. It's coming. So don't worry about anything. What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. That's a low blow. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. In other words, he knows what you're lacking. He knows what you need even before you ask for it. He's got you the whole time anyway. Make your request made known, but my goodness, God already knows. But seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and then all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, would you quit worrying? I'm doing my own version here. Would you quit worrying about tomorrow? For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's a repeat right there. Like stop worrying about tomorrow. God's got this and live in the moment. Living in the future leads to striving. Again, it leads to fear or it can lead to pride. When we try to do this in our own strength, we start freaking out. I'll give you an example. Liz went in for an emergency C-section and they told me for a minute there, it was looking a little scary. And the baby came out and the baby was blue and circulation wasn't great in the baby. And so I didn't know whether I should worry about the baby or whether I should worry about Liz. And finally, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and goes, you shouldn't be worrying about anything because you can't do a thing except just rest in my presence and trust me. And I'm like, don't talk to me about resting in this moment. (laughs) I got a little attitude with God. You're going to tell me to rest. My wife could die. And you're telling me to rest. And, and heart rates were going and there were sounds and monitors and bright lights. And it was, like, it was like in a movie where things are so chaotic and your heart's jumping out of your chest. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about right now. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about it. I've got this. But in our humanity, it's easy to do that. You ask me, were you afraid? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not fear that's the problem. It's where do we place the fear and what do we do with it? What do we do in that moment when we start freaking out? Do we trust the Lord? Do we trust what scripture says? Or are we going to start panicking? Well, we have no choice because fear we learned in the last message where I talked about fear, it's forbidden territory. You've got to forbid your mind from going there. So I got, I started sitting there and I was praying and I, 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 I mean, I went to war sitting there in, in this room. I, I was, I, and I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm warring through fear, which by the way is awesome. Do that war through the fear. And I just started feeling the peace of God. And then I started feeling bad about being in peace while all this is going on around me. It's amazing if the enemy can't hit you in this direction, he'll try to hit you in this direction, he'll try to hit, and you just got to go shut up in Jesus' name. Mind, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. Just shut up. And I feel like some of you that are trying to live in the moment need to tell your minds to shut up. Need to tell your spirit, no, you be at peace. It's important that you declare these things. And by the way, do it out loud. 
If my neighbors knew the times I walk around my living room out loud declaring things, they would think I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. When you strive or you worry about the future or try to live ahead of today, it's a hope killer. It's a hope killer when you worry. It's a hope killer when you freak out about the future. Let me make that legal. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. This is my mom's favorite scripture verse. If she was here, she'd be waving a hanky. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. That's what, that's what, the, that's what is spoken over every one of us. The Lord knows the plans. You might not know, but he knows. So when I worry, I'm taking this out of his hands into my hands, which kills hope. You see where I went with that? So I want to encourage you to declare this verse over yourself. These are good verses. If, you're, if you go on version, you can save all of these. And declare this. I know that God has plans for me. And they're plans for good and not for disaster. They're plans for future. And, and they're, they are going to instill hope in me. And if I would just relax and let God do this, this would go much easier. I'll give you another dad example. Try changing an infant's diaper while they're kicking. If you would just stop kicking, this would go way faster. As this baby's doing this, the Lord said, if you would stop kicking, it'd go faster too. And I went, uh, did you just speak to me through this infant's poop? Like, <laughs> you really just did that to me? And the Lord, the Lord likened it. He goes, that's what you do when I start to move because you want to control the narrative. You want to control the trajectory. You want to control and I want you to surrender. Man, I just preach better than y'all amen, but that's okay. I'll encourage myself. Amen. We need to surrender in order to live in the moment. Oh, but I struggle with that. It's, it's good. You know what? We got to work out and, and get our muscles hurting in order to grow our muscles. And spiritually, we don't like to do that. We'll, we'll do that in the gym. Maybe not me. Maybe you do it in the gym, whatever. Patrick does it in the gym. <laughs> but I really hear this this morning strong, that some of you that are freaking out need to learn how to let it go and let God. And enjoy the moment of what he's doing. And just trust him because can I tell you, he's going to be faithful. When you're faithful, his kingdom come, his will be done as living righteous, and he will work it all out. He will work it all out. Philippians 1, verse 6, be confident, or I like this, or, or be certain of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day, day of Jesus Christ. In other words, God did not create you for such a time as this and throw you out there to hang you out to dry. That's not how he rolls. That's not, he, God's, listen, there's this one person that's never gonna leave you or forsake you or betray you. You can trust in the Lord. I'm gonna disappoint you. Even as your pastor, I'm gonna disappoint you. But he never will. I'm just trying to get him to speak through me, this donkey. Just trying to get him to speak through me. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not perfect. I miss it. Some of y'all know me, and you're like, yeah, that's true. Don't amen. <laughs> but God knows how to put us on track, and God knows the timing of what needs to happen in Proverbs 19, 21, and I'm almost done. 
Many are the plans in a person's heart. Many are the plans in my heart. Many are the plans in your heart. But it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. I make plans. He ordains my step. And he gets me to where he wants me. I told y'all this probably a couple months ago that I really interpreted this verse differently and got a revelation how wrong my theology was, which is what's going to happen when we get to heaven. We're going to learn how much of our theology is wrong, not how much of it's right. We're not going to go, oh, yeah, I'm proud of myself. That was great. We're, we're going to really have an epiphany when we get to heaven. The revelation is going to come. But I used to think that God gives me the desires of my heart means that it's like a Burger King. Like, I get what I want. And then I learned when I moved to Charlotte, because I moved here, and when I moved here, I didn't want to be here. I actually could not stand this city because we were here previously, and it was a holding pattern for us. And I likened the two, and I needed a little bit of inner healing from that. Even though it's beautiful and gorgeous, I just, I, I didn't want to be here. And then the Lord started to change that to where I couldn't picture myself anywhere else and it wasn't that I changed that. God changed that in me because he was calling me here. And I realized, oh, he gives me my desires, not he gives me what I want. That's very different. Which is why I don't like that song. You're never going to let. Never. What's the, well, no, that's not the song. I just sang the wrong song. What's the song, Mary, about, um, yeah, you're never going to let me down. You're never going to let me down. That's not true. God in my will lets me down all the time. He's never going to let me down because he will be faithful. It's not about his faithfulness. I agree with the words to that, but he will let me down in my will. That's why I don't sing that song because I think we interpret it my way or the highway. Like God, whatever I want, you're going to give me. No, that's not true. That's not true. It, 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 it's not a burger. King. He's going to give you the desires of your heart. Are you open to surrendering and are you living in the moment where you could actually hear that? Or are you so focused on making tomorrow look like what you want today that you're missing God? Uh, that's an ouch for me because I've been there. But many are the plans in a person's heart. It's the Lord who's going to ordain the purpose and it will prevail. Ephesians 5 verses 15 to 16. Again, I'm almost done. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. What opportunities does God have for you today that if you're focused on tomorrow, you're going to miss? What is it that the Lord's trying to speak to you? It's like, God, where are you? And he's speaking the whole time, but because you're so in fear, you can't hear. I've been there. I'm speaking, I'm preaching to me this morning, just so y'all know, in case anybody's like, why, why has he got to get up in my grill like that? I'm speaking to me this morning. We got to live in the moment. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. That's why we say when times are good, God's good. When times are bad, God's still good. Because when times are bad, it's, it's, and I'm not saying that God created the bad situations we're walking through, but he works all things together for the good according to those that love him. And he turns beauty out of, he turns out of what was an ash, he makes beauty out of it. And I promise you, he does. 
And if you've never tested it, I promise you to surrender and and just watch what God does. When you give up and you let God, that's where the beatification process starts. When you get tender and you could be honest with God, you don't need to not be honest because you're afraid of what he's going to think. Lord, this is ridiculous. I've had some pretty amazing conversations with God that I'm like, I cannot believe I said that to God. But he loves me and he loves you enough that he's going to hear you out. And he's going to show you some things about his faithfulness. In Luke 11, verse 1 to 3, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. This is Jesus talking now. Give us each day our daily bread. That's so key right there. Give us each day our daily bread, which means each day I need to seize the moment and ask God, what are you trying to say and do with me that if I try to skip over this, I could miss it and birth something you didn't intend for me to birth and do something you didn't intend for me to do because we can do that. Now, I believe that is his faithfulness. He'll get you on track when you surrender and say, Lord, I repent for that. I missed it here. I believe God makes up for lost time. I know he does because I've watched what's happened in my life and gone, man, I shouldn't be here right now. The opposite starts to happen. When God starts to move, you go, wow, I was going like this. And that was just a catapult for him getting me that much faster where I needed to go because he's so faithful. Give us each day our daily bread. When we live in the moment, it leads to a place of peace. It's the way God intended us to live. One day at a time, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. Well, oh, you don't know the things I've done. I can hear some of y'all thinking that right now. You don't know the things I've said. You don't know the person I slept with. You don't know the pornography I've been looking at. You don't know the words that came out of my mouth. You don't know the words that came out of my mouth either. You don't know some of the words I was thinking on the way here. I'm human. But I understand this. God's trying to do something with me and you right here and right now. Even right here and right now. Like in this second. And he's trying to say this to you. This is, this is the word of the Lord. If you would take today, today and take this moment. And just surrender to the surgery of what God wants to do in and through you. You'll be amazed at how how far you'll go. You go, I couldn't have gotten myself there. I couldn't have gotten this, this church building. If I hadn't have been in the right place that the Lord told me to go when he told me to go there. And I cracked a joke in front of uh, the guy who was, who was on, on this facility. And, and it was just a tongue-in-cheek thing. And I went, I'm, I couldn't have made that happen. And he actually liked the joke. And, and here we are. And get, we, I had favor with him because of, of a moment that God ordained. And I just, God said, do it. And I did it. And it was an obedient moment. And I, I listen, I'm not bragging. I actually learned from that. And I was like, wow, I've been so disobedient. And I started seeing what God wanted me to do with the future and just relying on him and taking every moment. Seriously, listen, here's what I, where, where I want to go with this. If you could all stand to your feet this morning.
We all have needs. We all have concerns. We all have worries. We're all going through stuff. We all have our own story. But can you just right now, with every eye closed, just say, Jesus, I surrender. And can you right now just repent for living in the past or living in the future? Again, this isn't a dirty word. It's, Lord, I repent for striving. I repent for regret. I repent from, for ruminating and constantly thinking of, of things that have turned me into where I have this victim mentality when I'm the biggest sinner of them all. Lord, I thank you for this moment that we're in right now. When we call on your name, you speak to us. So Jesus, speak to us right now as we call on you. This God sent ordained moment, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the day we're living in. Lord, the world looks ugly, but you put us here in this moment to be a shining light, which is shines and it outshines darkness. Lord, I thank you for every person here. We just say this, say this out loud, say, Jesus, I thank you for this moment. Your kingdom come, your will be done in my life. I surrender to you in Jesus name. Would you give the Lord a shout of praise this morning? Those of you that are watching online, thank you for being with us this morning. If you have any prayer needs or you want to you wanna seek uh, somebody to actually interact with you, you could DM us on our Facebook page or you could send us an email, info at hopecovenant.cc. We want to pray with you and see breakthrough in this area. Guys, this is a good moment. It's a good moment. How many of you just spoke to you this morning? Yeah. I want you to go out and have the best week. Seize the moment that you're in because God wants to do something awesome this week. I believe that. Lord, I thank you. Your protection over every person in here this week as we leave. We thank you for your joy, for your peace, and for your faithfulness. If you believe that, would you shout amen. You guys are dismissed. I'll see you next week, 1030. Love you guys. Thank you for joining online. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.